Hey there! Are you a crime scene investigator, law enforcement officer, or forensic scientist looking for a Facebook community that understands you? Check out Taction USA's forensic product groups. You'll find blogs, articles, information, and community. For those of us in the investigative field, there are not many lines of support out there, but Taction USA is a company that was founded by law enforcement for law enforcement. Subscribe today to get access to exclusive content. Just look for Taction USA in Facebook groups. time to crossing the tape for those who don't know mm -hmm. i'm brendan and i'm hillary and we are a married couple yes and we met while investigating dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we were not involved just the investigation just the investigation we we're there for work don't get any ideas <laughs> but i am currently active in law enforcement and i was a crime scene investigator and a private investigator, and now I do something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd never guess. It's still related to law enforcement. Yes. Top secret. Mm -hmm. Medium secret. Yeah. <laughs> well, we invite you to sign the crime scene log and join us for a, uh, well, a bit of a drag. Yeah, well, it is a crime podcast you yeah know. <laughs> when you, we start having too much fun here we gotta stop you should expect some darkness yes and into the darkness we go yes so this episode is part one of two um the murders at taliesin it's fun to say it is we'll get to what taliesin is but for those of you who might be interested in architecture, I'm sure you know the name Frank Lloyd Wright. Mm -hmm. And personally, he's one of my favorite architects. I could never afford any of his homes, but they're super interesting, and they're very well built, and I like the symmetry of everything he does. I prefer Art Vandalay. Okay. Right. Let's dive into the story. <laughs> but anyhow, one of our main characters is Frank Lloyd Wright himself. Yes, one of the big players. In 1911, Frank Lloyd Wright, the famous architect known for his unique style, built a house called Taliesin on his family's land in Iowa County, Wisconsin, near the village of Spring Green. In its final form, the massive stone manor would sit at 37,000 square feet. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't want to clean that. Mm -hmm. Nestled comfortably in the middle of the nearly one section, which is 640 acres, piece of land. As he was one to do, Wright decided to name his latest triumph. He chose the name of a fabled bard of British legend, Taliesin. He didn't build the lavish estate simply for himself, though. The architect had a particular use in mind. Taliesin would serve as the home for he and his mistress. <gasps> I know. Hence the reason many would refer to it as Wright's love cottage. Unfortunately, in 1914, Taliesin became the site of destruction and despair rather than a haven of forbidden love. This is the story of love, art, architecture, and blood. A lot of blood. Yeah. Too much. Everyone probably knows at least a little bit about Frank Lloyd Wright, like I mentioned before. 
So let's discuss the woman for whom he built Taliesin. Mama, Martha, Borthwick. She was born June 19, 1869, in Iowa, and later earned both a bachelor's and a master's degree. She was, a first, she was first a teacher and later became a translator. Martha married an electric engineer, an electrical engineer by the name of Edwin Cheney in 1899. So right there, these are all, like, these people are up and coming. Yes. I mean. Yeah, she's highly educated. She's got a yes. good career. She married an engineer. A successful man. Yeah. So they're all up and coming people, and at least in their professional lives. Yes. And she's only 30 at this point. Yeah. They had, the couple had two children of their own, plus they adopted their niece after her mother had died in childbirth. Sometime after her marriage, Borthwick met Wright at a social club. Wright was already building a reputation as a non-traditional architect who was building homes for wealthy and influential people. Borthwick was taken by this intriguing man and his revolutionary designs. She introduced Wright to her husband, and not long after, Cheney asked Wright to build a home for he and Martha. Nice. Right, you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which means they also were well off. I mean... Yeah, you got to get a Frank Lloyd Wright Yeah. House. He's not building, you know, 100 square foot efficiency no. apartments. You know, though, if he were around now, he could he could do... He could make a whole, make, yeah, like... Beautiful tiny house. Like a tiny house or a whole, like, little compound type of, of thing, of you know? cottages. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, that'd be up, up his alley. The Wright Village. <laughs> Right? <laughs> That's what I said. Right this way. <laughs> right began construction on the Cheney Borthwick home in 1903. But as Cheney's dream home came to fruition, his wife had set her sights on the architect. Scandal. Yes. Very much a scandal back then. We'll get, mm-hmm. we'll get more into that. But before we expose the indiscretions of Wright and Borthwick... We need to hear a brief message from the National Investigative Training Academy. If you are looking for a career change or to expand your knowledge in an already established one, look no further than the National Investigative Training Academy. The National Investigative Training Academy, or NIDA, N-I-T-A, has well over 100 courses with 70 professional development ones alone. NIDA is constantly adding to their course catalog, and courses are focused on private investigation and security fields. Whether you would like to become a private investigator or you need continuing education for your investigative or security career, the National Investigative Training Academy is for you. All courses offered are 100% online and do at your own pace. Once completed, you will receive a certificate in that course. Sign up today at investigativeacademy.com. Make sure when you sign up for your courses, you mention we sent you there. We encourage you to get the best investigative and security training possible today. When you sign up, mention our brand ambassador code, BA2367. That's BA2367. And you can find those courses at investigativeacademy.com. Look for links in our show notes as well. In 1909, Borthwick and Wright, who was also married at the time with children of his own, decided they could no longer resist each other and needed to be together. They left their spouses and traveled to Europe together. They lived there for a time, allowing their forbidden love to flourish. In the early 20th century, such an affair was extremely taboo, and journalists at the time cherished the opportunity to write about the scandal. As stories were written about the Borthwick, about Borthwick abandoning her children and Wright's wife vowing to never let Martha bear the last name Wright, mm-hmm. 
The couple traveled from England to Germany and later Italy. Wright continued his architectural work across Europe, and Borthwick began translating writings of a Swedish author. In 1910, Wright decided it was time to move back to the U.S. However, Borthwick stayed in Europe a little longer just so she could obtain a divorce via abandonment. Now that's which, a little... Which I think is ultra crappy. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing's already crappy. You know, they, they're adults doing what they, what they want to do. Right. They shouldn't have walked out on their spouses that no. way. They should have ended the marriages properly. Or, right. But... Come on, abandonment. Yeah, abandonment. I moved to another country, thus my spouse has right. abandoned me. Yeah. Or is she saying, well, I've abandoned my husband. I, that's kind of how I took it, but I really don't know how that law worked. <laughs> Which I don't know. think, that's not a title that anyone wants. No. <laughs> husband abandoner, Mama yeah. Borthwick. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't come back to the U.S. until 1911, and it was around that time the couple began living together. The media continued to have a field day with the couple's living arrangements, especially since Wright's wife still would not give him a divorce, despite him being away for nearly two years. Despite the public perception of he and Borthwick, Wright was determined to give his mistress a proper place to call home. He settled in Wisconsin, where his maternal family had a large piece of land and began to build Taliesin. The media called a love cottage and deemed it as a place of sin. People in town became angry that the home was being built for the purpose of furthering a disgusting affair, and they insisted that the sheriff arrest Wright. Which is a bit much to also. I mean, I don't agree with it morally, but it's not an arrestable offense, you know? (laughs) This is immoral, but it's not criminally. The complaints about Wright and Borthwick's immorality grew to the point that the sheriff had to make a public statement explaining he could not arrest two people for simply living in a house together and that what they were doing inside the privacy of Taliesin was just speculation and no known crime had been committed. What an awkward statement to have to say. say, Look, unless any (laughs) of you have seen them canoodling in a public place, they're two people living under the same roof. Well, yeah, but even so, like what kind of awkward... They're probably doing something, but... but Awkward statement. Yeah. <laughs> to go to the town square. Can you imagine? All right, everybody listen up. Can you imagine that press release? <laughs> <laughs> While it is a bit gross, there is no sex that we know of. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sheriff. <laughs> so the bad vibes around Taliesin didn't cease with the sheriff's statement. Wright and Borthwick were still persona non grata around town but they were able to enjoy each other's company for the next three years along with Borthwick's children and a staff of servants and workers to manage the sizable estate. However, much like the bard Taliesin foretold the death of the king at the hands of a beast, the negativity surrounding Taliesin's construction was a precursor to the tragedy that would take place there. In 1914, a fire partially consumed the main house, and seven people were dead. However, it was not the fire that killed them. Taliesin became the site of the worst mass killing in Wisconsin until a 2005 mass shooting at a church. But you'll have to join us next time to hear how Wright's greatest accomplishment led to the death of Mama Borthwick. I hate fires. Yeah. They're scary and they're loud. Well, and they're sometimes they're very unpredictable. Yeah. But... The good news is nobody died in the fire. 
Yeah, the fire was not the cause of death. No. But we will get there. Mm-hmm. And we hope you'll join us again for part two of the murders of Taliesin. Pri- uh, sign the crime scene log on your way out. Thank you for listening. And so long. Stay safe. Thank you.